It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. Question. How tainted do our skies have to be? How chaotic and catastrophic does our weather have to become before official sources and eyes-wide-shut populations are forced to acknowledge the climate engineering elephant in the skies? First bad news headline this week from the UK Guardian. World risks descending into climate, quote, doom loop, warn think tanks. Too late. The doom loop of global ecological collapse has already been triggered and is accelerating by the day. Climate intervention operations are further fueling that fire. How many are still trying to convince themselves that criminal cartel governments would ask for public permission before committing the planet to climate engineering experimentation, a.k.a. weather warfare, a path from which there is no return? No, they would never tell us, let alone ask us for our permission. Let's take a moment to hear from former CIA director John Brennan on the subject of climate engineering, pretending that climate engineering is just a proposal and not an ongoing, highly toxic weather warfare reality. Here's Mr. Brennan. Listen carefully. Another example is the array of technologies, often referred to collectively as geoengineering, that potentially could help reverse the warming effects of global climate change. One that has gained my personal attention is stratospheric aerosol injection, or SAI, a method of seeding the stratosphere with particles that can help reflect the sun's heat in much the same way that volcanic eruptions do. An SAI program could limit global temperature increases, reducing some risks associated with higher temperatures and providing the world economy additional time to transition from fossil fuels. This process is also relatively inexpensive. The National Research Council estimates that a fully deployed SAI program would cost about $10 billion yearly. As promising as it may be, moving forward on SAI would also raise a number of challenges for our government and for the international community. On the technical side, greenhouse gas emission reductions would still have to accompany SAI to address other climate change effects such as ocean acidification, because SAI alone would not remove greenhouse gases from the atmosphere. On the geopolitical side, the technology's potential to alter weather patterns and benefit certain regions of the world at the expense of other regions could trigger sharp opposition by some nations. Others might seize on SAI's benefits and back away from their commitment to carbon dioxide reductions. And as with other breakthrough technologies, Global norms and standards are lacking to guide the deployment and implementation of SAI. The deployment and implementation of SAI, solar radiation management, i.e. climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare. What a circus of insanity. The Planetary Truman Show. There is no benefits to SAI. There's no benevolence whatsoever in climate engineering operations. It's weather warfare, nothing less. And yet the facade of pretending Geoengineering is just a, quote, proposal that could still save us from ourselves, continues. From the UK Telegraph this week, this headline, Use weather control to fight climate change, urges George Soros. George has our best interest in mind, right? Soros said this, quote, Recreating what scientists call the albedo effect, that's the reflectivity of snow and ice, 
Searle says, where snow and ice and other light-colored surfaces reflect the rays of the sun back into the atmosphere and help keep it cool, would help restabilize the Arctic, which governs the entire global climate system. Mr. Soros, after 75 years of ongoing geoengineering operations, has the ice in the polar regions been stabilized or further destabilized? For the record, global sea ice cover is at the lowest levels since records have been kept and still dropping rapidly. Question, does anyone actually believe that a global predator kingpin like Soros doesn't actually know full well that climate intervention operations have been ongoing for decades with catastrophic results? Does anyone actually believe Soros isn't aware that weather is being and long since has been used as a covert weapon of the controllers, a weapon which can be used to bring populations to their knees without ever firing a shot and without the oppressed even knowing that they're under assault. Blame it on nature or climate change alone, which also further serves the globalist agenda. How many are still trying to tell themselves that the so-called climate science community would tell us the truth if all this was actually happening? Not so much. This headline from last week, multiple sources. Biden administration's rule for federal scientists is a gag order, critics say. The report says federal scientists would largely be barred from publicly discussing research, which could have a chilling effect. And that's the point, isn't it? And all this on top of the already illegal gag order that was placed on National Weather Service and National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration employees, the nation's weather personnel. Why would our government gag the nation's weather scientists? Why do you think? Another question. Does the majority of the so-called science community actually need a gag order to force them to either avoid the truth or to outright lie about it? And I'm so very sorry to say that the vast majority of academia in so many fields of study don't need to be officially gagged. They are, in so many cases, all too happy to gag themselves or say whatever they're told to say, so long as they get their paychecks and their pensions, so long as they can feel secure that they are an accepted part of the power structure-controlled herd and are thus free to pursue personal pleasures and material acquisitions until the moment of impact, till the moment of total collapse, which the same individuals pretend, whether consciously or unconsciously, isn't actually here, which, unfortunately, again, isn't true. It is here. Looming planetary omnicide is literally kicking the front door in and almost none are willing to even face the truth, let alone actually trying to do something, anything about it, including nearly the whole of so-called academia. Here's a first-hand example. In the course of my environmental testing over many years for highly toxic climate engineering fallout, While in the forest, taking core samples from fir trees to test for aluminum uptake in those trees, I had top USDA and state of California scientists with me who knew that climate engineering operations were ongoing and devastating the forests and the climate. And when I pleaded with them to simply disclose what they knew, they refused, saying, quote, we can't do anything about it, end quote. The final fallback narrative of those that have long since abandoned any shred of courage, and again, who will do whatever they're told for a paycheck and a pension. In the words of Edmund Burke, all that's necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Question, would truly good men 
actually do nothing when clearly everything that matters is at stake? To take this further, all that's necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do whatever they're told to do and say by those who pay them, a road that ultimately leads all the way to the top, to the central bankers and to those who control them. And no, they don't actually need your tax money. The central bankers can and always have printed as much as they want for whatever they want. The rest is just a means of control. A cancer of control now has long since had a stranglehold on societies all over the world. Their tentacles have long since permeated institutions of every type, including governments. How can so few control so many? The Milgram experiments provide a key example. The goal of the Milgram experiments was to test the extent of humans' willingness to obey orders from an authority figure. What were the results of the Milgram experiments? Shockingly, that the vast majority of people will do whatever they're told to do, even in the case of the Milgram experiments, to administer what they believe to be a lethal dose of electricity on an innocent test subject so long as they believe someone in authority was ordering them to do so. What's wrong with this picture? Where would I start? Let's summarize. Societies all over the world have, in essence, become part of a global Milgram experiment. Never forget, the predator class couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. We have seen the enemy, and he is us. New from CNN and other sources, this controversial climate solution could be exactly what the planet needs, or, the headline says, it could be a colossal disaster. From the report, solar geoengineering is a fix we cannot ignore as the world hurdles toward climate disaster. For critics, it is a technology so dangerous we shouldn't even research it. The most researched method, however, is stratospheric aerosol injection, just as Mr. Brennan stated. The idea, the report says, has been around since the 1960s, but it's getting more attention because progress to tackle climate change is so far off pace. Stop there for a moment. No, it's not off pace. It's non-existent. The COP climate conferences are about discussing covert climate engineering operations behind closed doors and forcing other nations to actively or passively participate. And the idea of climate engineering hasn't been around since the 1960s. These programs were first fully deployed immediately after World War II, and there was beta testing going on during World War II. We have the film footage to prove it at geoengineeringwatch.org. Watch the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. The CNN report continues with this. The world is on track to pass critical warming thresholds beyond which the chances of extreme flooding, drought, wildfires, and food shortages increase dramatically. Oops, already there. We're through the guardrail. The point of no return was passed at least two decades ago. More from CNN. Scientists have even gone as far as to propose blowing moon dust toward the Earth to act as a sun shield, reducing the amount of sunlight reaching the planet. I covered this in my last broadcast. The moon dust, total distraction, deception, meaningless, make it up as they go, science fiction fantasy. CNN continues. When the U.S. startup Make Sunsets released two other balloons into the skies above Mexico's Baja California Peninsula last year, it kicked up a fierce debate about one of the world's most controversial climate solutions. Again, been over this in a previous broadcast, more pretending that the ongoing weather warfare is just a, quote, controversial climate solution. Smoke and mirrors, just like the rest of the 
balloon blasting fiasco to distract populations that are oh so easily distracted. More CNN, quote, There are fears that fiddling with the planet's thermostat could alter rainfall patterns and shift monsoons with potentially devastating consequences for crops. Again, already there, and not by accident. Crop-crushing drought, deluge, flash freeze, and contamination, all part of the agenda, all part of the total control, a.k.a. full-spectrum dominance on a dying planet. CNN continues, Solar geoengineering could also damage the ozone layer, which shields Earth from harmful ultraviolet rays and is currently on track to repair itself after the success of a ban on ozone-depleting chemicals. The first half of the CNN statement is true. Geoengineering has already decimated the ozone layer and continues to do damage, which, of course, makes the second half of the CNN statement a total fallacy, total deception. The ozone layer isn't getting better. For how many decades have we been fed that lie? while the UV radiation that's bombarding the planet only gets worse. More CNN. Solar geoengineering could be grasped by polluters as a way to continue polluting and by governments as a distraction from policies to reduce planet heating pollution. This is exactly what's occurring. The weather makers are masking the true extent of damage to the climate and the true degree of planetary meltdown by engineering constant parades of chemical ice nucleation winter weather whiplash events. The latest in the U.S., so-called winter storm Nova, was fed moisture from the record-warm Gulf of Mexico, like so many previously theatrically named so-called winter storms. Winter storm Nova had a, quote, warm side. In fact, not just warm but record warm, in some locations 70 degrees and a short distance away, chemically nucleated frozen material was falling. Warm sides to so-called winter storms, now the norm. Search the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn much more on this subject. Final two excerpts from the CNN report. First, in 2021, a group of nearly 400 scientists called for an international non-use agreement, a commitment to restrict the development of solar geoengineering, quote, before it's too late. Oops, again, already too late. Again, the human race blew through the guardrail two decades ago. And about the non-use agreement, completely meaningless theater. Final CNN statement, governments should consider solar geoengineering in the same way they do chemical weapons, biological weapons, nuclear testing, and Arctic mining. Let's stop there to consider that last statement from CNN. Here it is again. Governments should consider solar geoengineering in the same way they do chemical weapons, biological weapons, nuclear testing, and Arctic mining. And here's the truth about that statement from CNN. Governments do, in fact, consider climate engineering in the same way that they do chemical weapons, biological weapons, nuclear testing, and Arctic mining. All major powers are neck deep in all of it. What's their ultimate motive? To maintain their stranglehold on power while simultaneously controlling and reducing populations. Those that refuse to believe any of this will soon. They'll have no choice. Wait and see. Just how desperate and dangerous have the predator class become? Let's connect more puzzle pieces. Question, is the following CBS headline connected to the ongoing atmospheric aerosol spraying, which includes elements like polymer fibers and graphene oxide, both used militarily as biological carrier platforms 
keep that in mind with this headline from CBS. Health authorities race to contain a deadly Marburg outbreak in Equatorial Guinea. For those that don't know it, Marburg is comparable to Ebola. Both are horrific and with stunningly high mortality rates. Same theme from Forbes.com this week. This headline, lethal Ebola-like Marburg virus detected in Equatorial Guinea. Question, is Africa yet again the testing ground for what's in store for all of us? Is it airborne? Why wouldn't it be? Should we delusionally believe that our government would never do this to us? Really? For the record, even as far back as 1977, according to the Washington Post, our so-called government had already conducted no less than 239 open-air biological tests on innocent and unknowing U.S. civilians, and that's just what we know of. As I've tried to warn about for a decade and a half, at the point when the global predator class and their matrix media lapdogs could no longer hide the totality and immediacy of unfolding biosphere collapse, they, the controllers, would be more desperate and dangerous than ever before. And that time is now. The toxic atmospheric aerosol spraying can't be hidden in plain sight for much longer, no pun intended. As populations begin to awaken, the power structure will play their cards, and they hold many. Another new headline from this week that also pretends that we could, may, might need to get serious about solar radiation management, a.k.a. spraying the skies all over the world with highly toxic nanoparticles, and what else we can't know, turning skies a featureless dirty white or countless other combinations of tainted and unnatural cloud cover created by the constant jet aircraft spraying of atmospheric filth. Think those featureless white or dirty white or silvery white skies are natural? Think again. From science.org, several days ago, this headline, Could solar geoengineering cool the planet? Question mark. U.S. gets serious about finding out. Again, more total deception from matrix media. All one has to do is look up and utilize their God-given sense of reason, and no condensation doesn't linger, spread out, and cover the entire horizon and hang there for hours. That's not what condensation does. And up-close film footage, many clips, many different aircraft, you can see at geoengineeringwatch.org under the jet spraying section, shows aircraft nozzles visible in many cases turning on and off. End of discussion, it's not condensation. So many reports from so many sources, many new articles every week, in fact. All pretending climate engineering is just a proposal. Let's put this puzzle piece into the equation from 2011. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration study. Increase in stratospheric aerosols has offset some recent climate warming. From that report, stratospheric aerosols increased surprisingly rapidly during that time. They're talking about from 2000 to 2010. Almost doubling during the decade. The increase in aerosols since 2000 implies a cooling effect of about 0.1 watts per square meter, enough to offset some of the 2.8 watts, or 0.28 watts, excuse me, per meter warming effect from the carbon dioxide increase during that same period. That's from John Daniel, a physicist at the NOAA Earth Systems Research Laboratory. First, the NOAA conclusion that the doubling of atmospheric aerosols had an overall cooling effect is a lie. Next, the endless Horrific downstream consequences go completely 
omitted. And that list is long indeed. Final statement from the NOAA report on the mysterious doubling of atmospheric aerosols over a 10-year period. The report states, quote, the reasons for the 10-year increase in stratospheric aerosols are not fully understood and are the subject of ongoing research. Yes, yet another case of the so-called climate science community stating that they just don't know what's going on in our skies. Exactly what they're paid to say. And all the while, the ongoing weather warfare operations continue to rage all over the world. This is Dane Wigington with GeoengineeringWatch.org. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. Moving on. More puzzle pieces in a moment. More breaking bad news reports. But first, forgive me if I go on a momentary tirade. Mainstream matrix media is a weapon of mass deception for the global predator class, used to cover the tracks of the ongoing chaos, carnage, and catastrophe that the controllers are creating on so many levels. Those that serve the matrix media, and thus the global predator class, should absolutely be considered criminal accomplices in regard to the ongoing controller crimes and the matrix media cover-up of these crimes on so many fronts. The current paradigm of willful ignorance and completely unchecked power is a truly deadly combination. How much different are the rulers than many of the ruled? In so many cases, both seem to believe that acquiring weapons, the more and the bigger, the better, will somehow provide them security, will somehow ensure their future. Question, how's that working out on a global scale as we hurl toward near-term extinction and planetary omnicide? How will all the prepper weapon stockpiling work out when there isn't anything to eat? How many are even willing to consider what happens then? Chaos and carnage within populations, especially in the more densely populated regions. Carnage on an unimaginable scale is a given. For a sneak peek at what's coming, search and view the movie The Road. And let's not forget the following two factors. The U.S. government GPSed everyone's doorstep in 2010. The Census Bureau minions actually hiked a mile behind a locked gate to GPS my doorstep, not once, but twice. I made repeated attempts to contact the Census Bureau, but they couldn't provide any justification for the GPSing. And there's this factor to consider. Why did the U.S. government purchase over 2.4 billion rounds of 40 caliber hollow point bullets in 2012 for U.S. agencies like Homeland Security? Who do you think those bullets are for? Is this plan C for the predators if plans A and B don't quite complete their agendas and objectives? You decide. How many who are fully awakened to the wider horizon feel the isolation of knowing that almost everyone you know or interact with or see in your daily lives has no idea of what's coming at blinding speed, no idea how close we are to impact? When will it dawn on more Americans that they're being duped on every level. And not just Americans. The same eyes-wide-shut epidemic is the norm in all countries that still have enough bread and circus to keep their populations pacified with the pursuit of their own personal pleasures, completely oblivious to the wider horizon and the converging catastrophes that are closing in from every imaginable direction. How sobering it is to contemplate being caught between the criminally insane controllers and so many that are completely 
clueless in the general population, and willfully so, unfortunately. Yes, I'm sure I'll get some blowback for that last statement, but it's true, and it needs to be acknowledged, however unpleasant a fact it is. And about the subject of sobering to contemplate, there's this. The planet's life support systems are completely unraveling. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It's happening and accelerating. The controllers are, of course, completely aware of what's unfolding, as they should be, since they've done the most to create this paradigm, which was all too easy for them, given the fact that the majority of the population has gladly looked the other way so long as the bread and circus continues, so long as they're made to feel good and justified about making their own personal pursuit of pleasure and entertainment the core point and purpose of their existence. How twisted and wrong is this? Are we not here for a much higher calling? And all the while, the global predator class continues to pound the nails into our collective coffins. They have long since been fully engaged in the effort to thin the herd. But now, they've ramped it up to, quote, warp speed. Please remember the following message for the record. No discussion of anything relating to future events or outcomes is valid without first and foremost considering and addressing the immediate and accelerating timeline of total ecological and climate collapse caused by countless forms of self-destructive human activities with climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, a.k.a. biological warfare, at the top of the list. Any discussion of anything that doesn't first and foremost include and account for Earth's collapsing life support systems is an invalid discussion, is deception, is delusion. And to be clear, the collapsing life support systems obviously includes food production, fisheries, and everything else we need to survive, including clean water. I'll get to that one in a moment. We, all of us, are now passengers on a sinking ship of mass distraction and delusion. We're already knee-deep in water that's pouring over the deck of the proverbial sinking ship, and even now, the vast majority are still pretending that everything is going to somehow magically work out. Good luck with that. And all the same individuals either refuse to look up and take notice of the climate engineering insanity that's raging in our skies, or if you can get them to look up from their electronic appendages, they generally try to defend the power structure program narrative that it's all just condensation being spewed out from the geoengineering jet aircraft. Some jets leaving a trail from horizon to horizon, others at the same altitude on the same day leaving nothing, and they still can't connect the dots. Or rather, they won't. Denial seems to feel too good for such individuals, though it won't for much longer. And for those that think we can just grow and eat organic food and then live happily ever after, not so much. As I reported in my last broadcast, there is no organic anything at this point. Recently tested, quote, organic oats had more aluminum in them than many of the essential nutrients in that same crop. And so sorry if I sound jaded. It's only because I am. 20-plus years of non-stop swimming against the tide of don't-want-to-know-the-truthers can do that to you. Being disowned by family and so-called friends, even of many decades, can do that to you. All of it for dedicating one's life to attempting to expose dire realities in which our collective futures most immediately depend. Just live your life, I'm told. You can't do anything to change it anyway, so why try? Here's why. Because we're here for a reason, and that reason isn't to sit on our backsides and do nothing until we run out the clock. And to all those that are doing their best 
to make a difference in whatever way they can, given their individual circumstances, you have my deepest undying respect. It's a true honor to march with you in this all-important battle. Please forgive the rant. Back to the bad news. For those that don't yet realize it, or who are not yet willing to face it, our entire planet is now contaminated, just at different levels. Every single drop of rain has toxic PFAS forever chemicals laced into it. Every single drop. And please don't believe me. I've never asked anyone to believe anything I report in this broadcast. What I have asked for, what I've pleaded for, is to do honest investigation while I can still make a difference. About our completely contaminated rain, which I mentioned moments ago in my rant, from Euronews.com, Rainwater everywhere on earth, unsafe to drink due to, quote, forever chemicals. Another headline, usatoday.com. Rainwater everywhere is now unsafe to drink due to chemical contamination. From newsnation.com, forever chemicals have tainted all of earth's rainwater. From discovery.com, all rainwater is unsafe to drink, according to new study. From vice.com, rainwater everywhere now considered too toxic for safe consumption. I could go on and on, but the point should be clear. The vast majority don't have a clue. And worse, most don't want a clue. They want bread and circus, sports events on the widescreen, and pretending that their particular political puppet candidate will save them. Again, good luck with that. From the UK Guardian, Ohio catastrophe is, quote, wake-up call to dangers of deadly train derailments. The Guardian report states, the next derailment could be cataclysmic if action isn't taken after the incident near Ohio-Pennsylvania border, says expert. This event wasn't bad enough. They continue, the catastrophe serves as a wake-up call to the potential for more deadly freight derailments. Public health advocates warn by one estimate, 25 million Americans live in an oil train blast zone. For the record, the whole of industrialized, militarized, so-called civilization is itself an extreme wake-up call for the self-destructive, self-annihilating behavior of the human race. And I know I'll get blowback from that statement as well from people who say, no, it's not us, it's just those at the top. No. Sorry, I wish it was that simple. It's not. Those very, very few at the top could not do what they do without the active or passive support of a majority population that's just doing their job, just doing what they're told, like the Milgram experiments, which I outlined earlier in this broadcast. That's how we got here. It's not just those at the top. Next, from Newsweek, parallel headline, more than a dozen trains have derailed in the U.S. this year. Probably just a coincidence, right? Toxic train derailing, toxic skies, Toxic rain, toxic everything. Welcome to the asylum. From multiple sources, more pretending that climate engineering isn't happening. Solar geoengineering could have disastrous unintended consequences. While the climate situation deteriorates, the report says ever more desperate measures, once thought too dangerous to even seriously be considered, are now on the table politically. No, not could, may, might have disastrous unintended consequences, has had for decades, and not all unintended either. Many absolutely are a part of the plan. The web of life is virtually imploding, including the insects. And if they die, we die. On that note, from multiple sources this week, biodiversity, neither the magnitude nor the speed of the collapse of insects were anticipated by scientists. Not anticipated? I knew. Geoengineeringwatch.org knew. 
we first announced the collapse over a decade ago because of our work with former government scientists. But the so-called science community as a whole apparently had no idea how bad it was. Paid to keep their eyes and their mouths shut. The report continues, in Europe, the abundance of insects could have fallen by nearly 80% over the last three or four decades. It's very likely that our societies are incapable of curbing the race to disaster. Word for word from the report. The collapse of insect populations almost everywhere in Europe is the most terrifying element of the unfolding environmental crisis. Not only because the problem is of unprecedented gravity, but also and perhaps especially because it has remained completely absent from the public debate and from the political vision of our so-called decision makers. Indeed, it's likely that the majority of them know little or nothing about it. The problem of the insect collapse is immense, urgent, and requires emergency measures, but most, even now, are completely unaware of it. For the record, if the insects die, we will follow. Inarguable fact. Many aspects of the climate engineering operations are contributing to the annihilation of the insect population, including the chemical ice nucleation, flash freeze, engineered winter weather whiplash events. More on that subject. AccuWeather. Here's the headline. Snowstorm causes travel issues around Denver as south braces for severe weather. Winter storm warnings were in place for the southwest all the way to the Midwest as snow piled up in the Rockies. Elsewhere, parts of the southern U.S. were on alert for potentially damaging severe storms. Parallel headline from AccuWeather. Heavy snow to fall along 1,200-mile stretch from Colorado to Michigan. It's virtually a stripe of snow where they're training moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico or from as far south as the tip of Baja, California, and they chemically nucleate it to create a flash freeze on the surface. That's exactly what they're doing. We've tested this frozen precipitation. It is highly contaminated with climate engineering elements. Another AccuWeather headline, winter storm warning stretched from Arizona to Illinois. The second snowstorm of the week for the central U.S. was ramping up on Wednesday. Winter weather advisories were in place for a large swath of the country. Sensationalized headlines in between the whiplash warm-ups. They are trying to confuse and divide the population as to the true state of planetary meltdown as we hurl toward impact. Again, with all these sensationalized headlines, no mention of the record warm temperatures on the so-called warm side of the so-called winter storms, in this case, winter storm Nova. And let's not forget the tropical island of Hawaii, also with a snowstorm warning. The Fox Weather Service issued a winter weather watch for Thursday through Saturday for the high peaks on the big island with freezing rain, sleet, and heavy snow. Also from Fox News, this, parts of the Hawaiian Islands may look more like a winter wonderland. That's the kind of headlines that climate engineers love. There is a potential for heavy snow on the summits of the Big Island as temperatures drop to near or below freezing. Accumulations greater than 6 inches are possible, perhaps up to even a foot. And winds gusting to 70 miles per hour could produce near blizzard conditions. The wind is helpful for the climate engineers and the endothermic reacting elements they are seeding. The extreme winds enhance their effectiveness. And yes, I know that snow has historically occurred on Hawaii's highest peaks, but consider that chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding patents have existed since at least 1950. How can we possibly know what's natural and what isn't at this point, and what has been natural and what wasn't? Answer, we can't. What we can say with much more certainty is that there is no natural weather at this point, none. Because the entire global climate system has long since been completely decimated and the climate system itself derailed by 
climate intervention operations. Geoengineeringwatch.org is unfortunately the only source that's desperately trying to expose the engineering winter component of the climate engineering operations. And why is that? Why aren't other sources that claim to be fighting climate engineering helping us to sound the alarm on the engineered winter weather mayhem? I wish I knew the answer to that question. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast. Installment number 393, February 18th, 2023. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Santa Cruz, San Bernardino, California, Washington State, Alabama, Columbus, Ohio, New York State, two stations in the far north of California, Tucson, Arizona, and the Carolinas, north and south. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. About sounding the alarm, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail-outs don't go to the spam file. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The Dimming now has over 1.1 million views on YouTube and continues to grow in spite of social media's attempt to censor it. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of Geoengineering Watch. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. About reaching those that still aren't looking up, Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal, to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward effectively and efficiently. There are very high-quality printed materials with shocking images. A picture's worth a thousand words, as the proverb goes. We now have Geoengineering Watch hoodies to go with our new Geoengineering Watch shirts, both with very high-quality four-color images on both sides. The images of a military jet tanker descending down over the planet in spring. A dimming sun is in the background with this caption, Stop Climate Engineering. Investigate. And below, geoengineeringwatch.org. Scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a Geoengineering Watch t-shirt or a hoodie, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or busy street downtown, etc., please send your photo to us so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Final note, if you know of any radio station that might be interested in airing the non-political commercial-free Global Alert News Hour, have them contact us at admin at geoengineeringwatch.org. We'll take it from there. This battle is a team effort. If we can awaken the masses, we could yet alter the equation, even at this late hour. Moving on. California drought update. Is it all better now? Short answer, no. Update Lake Shasta, the largest reservoir in the state of California, still almost half empty and barely raising at this point because it is now bone dry in this area and I know it's my backyard. I'm literally looking right down on Lake Shasta. Nothing but wilderness around me. Lake is literally in my backyard, barely raising. Barely over half full, which means it's almost half empty. And Lake Trinity, further up still, 
less than a third full. There's rainless cloud cover over us constantly. No wind, no rain, no sun. Makes it impossible to generate alternative forms of power, hydro, wind, and solar. And that's what climate engineering does. And we have the whole of the so-called environmental community pretending it's not happening while they're pushing so-called renewable energy, which actually isn't. Again, all of it being thwarted by climate intervention operation. The California rain apocalypse was a total deception, flooded a particular corridor of the state, filled a few reservoirs in that corridor, while the rest of the state continues to be dried out rapidly. Question, are the climate engineers setting the stage for a summer of record wildfires in dying forests all over the U.S. West? Search the Engineering Wildfires section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. Try searching this title for a shocking start. Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. Let's branch out to the top and the bottom of the world and keep this in mind. What's occurring in the polar regions is directly connected to climate engineering operations everywhere else. Many have been trained to believe that what happens in places as far away as the polar regions won't impact them. But such a notion couldn't be further from the truth. From LiveScience.com this week, ice sheets may cause 1.4 meter sea level rise if climate crisis lets rip. Strange headline, but that's what it says. The only way to prevent a disaster, they say, a runaway effect, is to reach net zero carbon emissions before 2060, and there's no promise the world will achieve this. This is the kind of headline that's total deception. On the current course, it is a mathematical and statistical certainty that no one will be here in 2060 or 2040 or even 2030. Again, not my opinion, not speculation, not theory. That is a statistical certainty if we remain in the current course. And the evidence of that will become increasingly clear in the coming weeks and months. From CNN and many other sources, so-called doomsday glacier is, quote, in trouble. Scientists say after finding surprising formations under ice shelf... Again, just another case of they didn't know. They're paid not to know until they can't hide it any longer. The report states, Antarctica's doomsday glacier is melting rapidly and in unexpected ways. The complete collapse of the Thwaites glacier itself could lead to sea level rise of more than two feet, which would be enough to devastate coastline communities around the world. But the Thwaites is also acting like a natural dam to the surrounding ice in West Antarctica, that scientists have estimated global sea rise level could ultimately rise 10 feet if the Thwaites Glacier collapsed. 10 feet. People have no idea how that would rearrange coastlines around the world and how many coastal habitations that would completely submerge. And then they say this. While it could take hundreds or thousands of years, the ice shelf could disintegrate much sooner, triggering a retreat of the glacier, which is both unstable and potentially irreversible. The findings add a new layer to a slew of alarming studies pointing to the glacier's rapid melt. What kind of estimation is this? Uh, Gee, it could happen tomorrow or it could be thousands of years. That's not science. Data indicates on the current trajectory there could be 10 feet of sea level rise in the next decade. But the paid disinformation so-called scientists throw out these arbitrary figures to cast doubt in the population's mind so they just go about their business as usual until we hit the wall at full velocity. So watch for that kind of misstatement 
in articles like this. A 2021 study found that the ice shelf could shatter within the next five years. How's that? Is that a little different than thousands of years? And last year, scientists said the Thwaites Glacier is hanging on by its fingernails as the planet warms with the potential for rapid retreat in the coming years, a.k.a. it's here. It's happening. It's already starting. From InsideClimateNews.org, twice as much land in developing nations will be swamped by rising seas than previously projected. New research shows again and again and again. Way, way worse than anything we've been previously told. And that's exactly what GeoengineeringWatch.org has stated on the record for the entire length of our existence, a decade and a half. From that report, rising seas will swamp farmlands, pollute water supplies. Well, no need to worry about that. They're already all polluted. And displace millions of people much sooner than expected, scientists said last week. They released a new research paper that accurately calculates the vulnerability of coastal areas, especially in developing countries. Let's add this from the UK Guardian. Rising seas threaten mass exodus on a biblical scale. From that report, low-lying communities and entire countries could disappear forever. We would witness a mass exodus of entire populations on a biblical scale, and we would never see fiercer competition for fresh water that's, again, already completely polluted, land and other resources. This is the coming Mad Max on steroids scenario. It is coming, and even now... How many pretend that there's nothing wrong with the environment, that it's all a big hoax, none of us like Al Gore, therefore it can't be true, no logical, rational, data-based conclusions anywhere in that equation, just ideology and wishful thinking. Conclusions must be built on data. How can we do what we have done on the planet Earth and not have unimaginable consequences? Again, with climate engineering at the top of the list, but by no means the only factor, we have laid waste to planet Earth in so many ways it would take hours and hours to even begin to cover it all. Moving on, let's switch gears. Too many headlines to try and cover in the course of this time-limited on-air broadcast. The constant flooding in Queensland, Australia has now been switched over to more epic incinerations. From 9 News Australia, evacuation warning as bushfire threatens parts of Queensland. Report states high temperatures in Queensland have challenged firefighters as they battle several blazes across the state. Stop and consider, we hear about none of this from U.S. Matrix Media TV, just an endless circular theater of scripted political idiocy and nothing about what really matters in the world, the existential threats, complete blackout. Next headline, ABC Australia, evacuations as 50 Wildfires, they call them bushfires there, burn across Queensland after scorching day. Fast-moving fires are putting homes under threat with residents in parts of Queensland's southwest being told to leave. From 7 News Australia, millions of Aussies bracing for, quote, severe heat as weather warnings issued in most states. Scorching conditions are moving across the country and forecasters say it's not good news, quote-unquote. I'm going to bounce around a bit as I try to give some sort of snapshot of what's happening around the world. From MarketWatch.com, New Zealand declares national emergency after being battered by cyclone. The New Zealand government declared a national state of emergency after cyclone Gabrielle battered the country's north, leaving widespread flooding and destruction. From the UK Guardian, cyclone Gabrielle, worst storm to hit New Zealand this century. It's... In many ways, the worst that's ever hit certain regions there. National state of emergency invoked. Thousands displaced. This storm devastates large parts of the North Island. Nothing on U.S. Matrix Media TV news. Nothing. From SciTech Daily, Europe lacks groundwater. Satellite data shows sustained severe drought across the continent. 
That's climate engineering. Same as the Western U.S. drought. Climate engineering is the single greatest factor totally disrupting the global hydrological cycle. The laws of physics say it must rain more overall on a warming planet, not less. If it's raining less, there's a factor we're not being told about. That factor is climate engineering. Search the engineering drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. From this report, Europe has been experiencing severe drought for years across the continent. Groundwater levels have been constantly low since 2018. Even if extreme weather events with flooding temporarily give a different picture, same as they're doing in California. Pretending a few flash floods will mitigate a once-in-a-thousand-year drought. Not going to happen. From numerous sources, water shortages threaten to increase violence and disappearances in Mexico. From that report, the U.S. government must fund water-saving efforts in Mexico if it wants to quell Mexico's drug violence. Do you think the U.S. government really wants to quell that? They've done everything to make it happen, and they've cut off the water to parts of Mexico just like in the U.S. And this is an international effort, not putting it all in the U.S. government, but the U.S. government, the single biggest player in the climate engineering insanity, no question. From Newsweek, scientists fear a great toxic dust bowl could soon emerge from the Great Salt Lake. Again, toxic everything coming to a location near you. From France24.com, Argentina issues health warnings amid record heat. For that report, suffering under the worst heat wave in more than six decades, it's the worst ever. They always try to pretend it's happened before, so people think, oh, it can't be that bad. It happened before. Not true. Argentina has issued health warnings to nine southern and central provinces, the National Meteorological Service said. This is the eighth heat wave to hit the country in the southern hemisphere this summer alone. From Reuters.com, in Argentina's drought hit fields, billion-dollar losses, and farmers going under. Again, climate engineering targeting agricultural regions all over the world. From that report, South America's country's worst drought in 60 years, again, not true, worst drought ever, has pummeled soy, corn, and wheat crops and dented cattle herds, targeting food production, climate engineering. From Fox News, harmful algae bloom known as red tide invades Florida. National Weather Service and NOAA warned people in Florida's Gulf to stay away from the beaches Thursday and Friday. High risk of breathing issues caused by red tide. The oceans are dying all over the world, converting to what's known as Canfield Ocean. Lifeless, superheated, stratified, oxygenless dead zones. Oceans die, we die. Canfield Ocean. From the Washington Post, California's trees are dying by the millions. Here's why. Citing the drought, insects, fungus, and the need to thin more trees. Let's start with climate engineering. Please search this title. Geoengineering and the Dying of the Trees. Learn the whole truth, the underlying truth. The rest are just factors in that equation. Blaming the epic incinerations on a lack of thinning and beetles is total deception. Please search the Engineering Wildfires section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. New from the LA Times, California snowpack is melting faster than ever before, leaving less available water. Many reasons for this. The incinerated hillsides, no tree cover to mask the snow, but also reduced atmospheric humidity due to climate engineering desiccant particles and the chemically nucleated frozen material that tends to sublimate. I've been over in broadcast after broadcast. This unnaturally nucleated material sublimates, which means part of it converts from a solid to a gas, bypassing the liquid phase like dry ice does. Much less runoff. None of these factors I just mentioned will be disclosed by official sources. They're going to simply blame it on outlying factors, not core factors. 
But as you can see, official sources are already backpedaling on the so-called drought-ending rain and snowpocalypse in California, just as I said they would when those events actually occurred. A few more headlines. Record low sea ice cover in the Antarctic. Record low global sea ice cover overall. From Inside Climate News, Antarctic Research reports an extraordinary marine heat wave that could threaten Antarctica's ice shelves. It is. I've been over that earlier in this broadcast. From the American Geophysical Union, worst impacts of sea level rise will hit far earlier than expected. It's all worse than we were told. Everything across the board, again, far worse, far more dire than anything official sources have disclosed to us. Any official agency, any elected official, by any so-called environmental organization, we're now in completely uncharted waters, as the saying goes. So what do we do? What can we do? Unchecked power and completely out of control Hubris has spawned and metastasized a malignant cancer of self-annihilation. Do we stand any chance of turning the tide? There's only one way to find out. From the film Braveheart, this. Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live, at least for a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance? Just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom, a.k.a. they can never take our will. And from H.L. Mencken, this, the most dangerous man to any government is the man who is able to think things out without regard to the prevailing superstitions and taboos. Inevitably, he comes to the conclusion that the government he lives under is dishonest, insane, and intolerable. And always, always remember this. The hallmark of a healthy mind is most profoundly revealed by the character of those that have summoned the courage to face the full fury of the unspun truth. And a final nugget of wisdom from Norman Cousins. Death is not the greatest loss in life. The greatest loss is what dies inside us while we yet live. If we're to have any chance of turning the tide of insanity that we're all drowning in, it's essential that we rise to the occasion, that we, each of us, all of us, dig down deep and summon every ounce of courage and fortitude we can muster. For the record, turning the tide doesn't mean that there's any chance of returning to what was. That's exactly what put us in this dark corner in the first place. That temporary reality was never sustainable. It's gone and it's not coming back. What we're fighting for now is to salvage what is yet left of the planet's life support systems. The sand in the hourglass continues to run down. Waking the masses, reaching a critical mass of awareness is the great imperative. It is, in fact, the only way forward in this fight. The fight for all that matters, for all that we hold dear. Every day counts in this battle. Sharing credible data from a credible source is key. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific details on how you can help to move this fight forward. Please make your voice heard while it can still make a difference. Until next week, stay strong. Never yield, ever. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.